Hello and welcome to the ISBA BursaCast podcast, the podcast giving you regulatory and operational guidance for the independent school sector. Today's episode has been recorded and released on the 22nd of June in the afternoon. Today's episode covers topics such as TPS 2020 valuation, energy in schools, ISC sustainability survey, SEND and AP improvement plan, the teachers' pension schemes, strategy following the SCAPE discount rate announcement, changes to employment law, ethnicity pay gap reporting, and we'll also be hearing from Alan Engelhart from Barnett Waddingham about the new data navigator tool that is soon to be available to members of the ISBA. So please do stick around to hear from Alan at the end. First things first, the TPS 2020 valuation. Indication of the possible new employer's contribution rate. The HM Treasury is expected to finalise the 2020 valuation in September 2023. They have indicated that there will be an approximate 5% points increase in the employer's contribution rate from the current rate of 23.6%. This increase is primarily due to the change in the SCAPE discount rate reflecting lower prospects for GNP growth. While other factors partially offset this change, the reduction in the discount rate remains significant. The cost of the McLeod judgment is also considered in the valuation. Although this news may be unwelcome, it provides early indication for budgeting employer costs from April 2024. Employer organisations and teaching unions can share this information using the provided wording, as quoting a precise figure before the finalisation of the valuation is not desired. Moving on, the ISI handbook was published in draft on the 24th of April 2023 and will be effective from the 1st of September 2023 to support future ISI inspections. As the inspection handbook is a working document and will be updated regularly, the ISBA intends to consolidate comments that will help the handbook provide useful guidance on the required processes and regulations that ensure schools are a safe learning environment. If you have any comments on the contents of the ISI handbook, particularly where additional clarity is required, please email office at theisba.org.uk. To follow on from the recent BursaCast supplement on sustainability in the workplace, the ISC has commissioned Planet Mark to undertake research to understand the opportunities, barriers, funding and policy needs of independent schools in relation to sustainability. Planet Mark has recently held roundtables with schools, the first being with boarding schools, and have had 100% attendance. They have four more booked, three with schools by size category, and one with students to get their input. They have good attendance for others, which will all happen over the next few weeks. We would like to thank you all for your commitment to this important research. More than 250 schools have completed ISC's survey to give their views on sustainability and future priorities for the sector. ISC will be keeping the survey open until the 7th of July, so there is still time to respond. Keeping with the topic of sustainability, the initiative Energy in Schools was born out of a government-funded initiative aimed at helping UK schools reduce energy usage and costs, whilst educating young people about the importance Of energy efficiency. Following a proof of concept trial with a selection of schools, the energy saving platform is today being rolled out nationwide by energy experts 
My Utility Genius and SMS PLC. For more information and to register your interest, please email sales at energyinschools.co.uk. And moving on, the Welsh Government has consulted on reforms to independent schools. The Welsh Minister for Education and Welsh Language, Jeremy Miles, has announced a consultation on updating the regulations for independent schools in Wales. The current regulations, which are 20 years old, no longer reflect best practices and policies. The aim is to improve welfare, health and safety of students while allowing independent schools to maintain their freedom in organising and delivering education. The proposed changes include replacing existing regulations with new ones, introducing new regulations to prohibit certain individuals from participating in school management and establishing a framework to safeguard learners. The reforms are based on recommendations from the independent inquiry into child sexual abuse and feedback from stakeholders. Specific changes include emphasising the responsibility of school proprietors for compliance, ensuring the curriculum meets the needs of individual learners, incorporating the Equality Act 2010 into personal, social and health education, removing references to traditional classroom settings and strengthening safeguarding training and policy review requirements. The consultation process will inform the final updated regulations and the deadline for feedback is July 17th. Schools will be informed of any significant changes. Moving on to the topic of SEND and AP improvements. The SEND and AP, or Alternative Provision Improvement Plan, published in March 2023, aims to address concerns and improve outcomes for children and young people with special needs and disabilities. The plan acknowledges existing issues in the system and emphasises the need for a more dignified experience and restored confidence for families. Key highlights of the plan include developing national standards, innovative approaches for short breaks, reviewing social care legislation, improving information available to families, enhancing transitions and preparing for adulthood, reviewing training frameworks for SENCOs and teachers, and strengthening accountability. The plan also focuses on improving collaboration between the Department of Education and the NHS. Further guidance will be provided and there are plans for primary legislation to support collaborative working by 2025. Moving on, there have been some updates surrounding the teachers' pension scheme, the strategy following the SCAPE discount rate announcement. The government has announced a reduction in the SCAPE discount rate for unfunded public service pension schemes. We did touch on this briefly a few weeks ago, but this does include the teachers' pension scheme. This reduction indicates a potential increase in employer pension contribution rates for TPS member schools. While the exact contribution rate is not specified, it is expected to rise significantly, possibly by up to 30%. Schools may consider consulting on a proposal to withdraw from the scheme before the increase takes effect in April or September 2024. However, withdrawing requires meaningful consultation with staff and may take one to two terms to conclude. Schools should also account for contractual notice periods and plan for the implementation timeline, which can take up to a year. The government is expected to confirm the TPS employer contribution rate in late summer, potentially delaying clarity until the autumn. Waiting for the final announcement may impact the feasibility of implementing a withdrawal before September 2024. Schools need to budget for the anticipated increase in costs and consider it when devising their strategy regarding the TPS.
moving on from the well-trodden path of the TPS onto some changes within employment law from the government. The UK government has published a policy paper outlining its plans for employment law post-Brexit. The proposed changes are not as extensive as some had feared. The key proposals include allowing the use of rolled-up holiday pay, merging statutory holiday entitlements, removing the requirement for record-keeping under the working time regulations, and modifying the consultation requirements in TUPI for businesses with fewer than 50 employees. Additionally, the government plans to restrict the duration of non-complete clauses to a maximum of three months. It has also abandoned the sunset clause in the retained EU law, revocation and reform bill, which would have automatically revoked EU employment laws. These changes are generally positive for schools, particularly regarding holiday pay practices. The implementation timeline is not yet clear, but further updates will be provided as information becomes available. Sticking with the topic of employees, there has been an update regarding the ethnicity pay gap report, and there has been some guidance for employers that's been published. The UK government has issued its first official guidance on ethnicity pay gap reporting. While there is no legal requirement for employees to report ethnicity pay differences, many view it as an important step for diversity and inclusion. The guidance provides recommendations on collecting ethnicity data, analysing pay disparities and developing action plans. Measuring the ethnicity pay gap is not the same as measuring the gender pay gap as it involves more complex data collection and analysis. If a pay gap is identified, employees should implement an action plan with measurable targets. Schools are encouraged to promote diversity, consider conducting an ethnicity pay gap analysis and publish the results and action plans. Legal advice should be sought before publishing any results. With all of those out of the way, let's move on to the Data Navigator. This tool is fantastic. I was with Alan today and it is first-hand a brilliant tool for benchmarking and having a really good visual look at the state of the school sector. Rather than have me explain it, I had a chat with Alan and he explains it far better. So on to that. And I'm joined by Alan Engelhart. Alan, thanks for joining me on this one. This software is possibly going to revolutionise bursaring. But do you want to tell me a little bit more about the details of it and how it came about and just what bursars should be doing to get hold of it for themselves? Thank you, Leo. Um, yeah, we are really excited at Banner Waddingham to be working with ISPA on this tool, not just to create a tool that's really going to help the bursars and help the senior management team uh, understand their school's performance against benchmark and, and provide that in a sort of modern way, but also to provide an industry resource that's really going to help uh, the wider sector. As part of this collaboration, ISPA has access uh, to the data just like we do and can use it uh, to further their own purposes. The tool is presented as a sort of interactive data visualization tool. You can zoom in, you can zoom out, you can, you can select how you're going to compare what the benchmark is against, and you can create production-ready visualizations. But I think the really big thing on it is that you can create your own benchmarking group. It's not a fixed group, but you can select the filters. I only want, you know, mixed boarding schools within 20 miles of where my school is, or whatever your filters might be and to really do that comparison that makes sense for you. Obviously, subject to strict confidentiality, the tool yeah, will not let you, uh, let you do a benchmarking group of one school. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. So that's, that's really powerful. 
Um, all ISPA members have received an invitation to complete a survey to get access to this tool. And I know, okay, it's a survey. No Bursa ever wrote to Santa asking for another survey to fill in, right? Doesn't happen. Um, however, it is a survey. We try to make it as easy as we can. Uh, we have had uh, six or seven of the ISPA board schools through this survey, and they've given us very frank feedback on the first version. So it is better and easier to do. Uh, that will capture the data for the school year ended summer 22. And then we'll do the survey every December uh, for the school year ended um, that summer. As soon as you complete it, the survey and as soon as we have enough responses to guarantee confidentiality you get access to the tool we'll send you instructions on how to create a login on a secure portal which we host and that gives you and your school access to the tool and that's really what you need to do the sooner you can respond to the survey the sooner you get access the better you respond to the survey and the more people and schools respond to the survey the better resource it will be for you and for the school sector as a whole. So I really hope all the schools will participate. If you haven't found the link, if it's disappeared in your junk junk mail, you know, please contact either ISPA, um, you contact ISPA in the first instance, and we will sort you out with the link. Sure thing. And also it's free? The, all the core benchmarking features are free, and we, we've agreed that with ISPA. We'll continue uh, to make that free. There's some additional features around forecasting, uh, um, uh, understanding, if things change, then well, what would that impact you versus benchmark, uh, which goes much beyond the core benchmarking. Now, that is available at a cost. The cost is 1250 per school per year for that uh, enhanced features. All of that will be clear on the um, support website as well, which you'll get uh, access to in the link. Superb. Well, thank you very much indeed. And I'm sure this will prove very useful for lots of bursars. Thank you very much, Alan, for taking the time to talk us through that. We will be releasing a longer video where Alan takes us through all of the different facets of the software, so keep an eye out for that. And that brings this episode to a close. Final thing I'll let you know about is the supplement episode that will be coming out tomorrow to join its previous episodes that have touched on topics such as sustainability and cybersecurity. Tomorrow's episode is with Christina Astin, who is an independent school consultant with a specialism in cross-sector partnerships. She recently published the Partnerships Workbook, and tomorrow we'll be discussing just that. Find out the best strategies and methods for making the most of your cross-sector partnerships. So do keep an eye out for that tomorrow. As always, if you do enjoy these episodes and find them useful, please make sure to subscribe wherever it is you're listening so you never miss an update, and think about sharing these with members of your team you think might find it useful also. If you'd like to send in any questions or just simply say hello, please email podcast at theisba.org.uk. We'll be back tomorrow with our supplement episode. Otherwise, catch you next week. Farewell. <laughs>